Welcome back to CodingCat.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Here is Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Uh, with us today, we have Nick Hodges. Uh, you know, I don't even know what to say. Do I say from Passage still? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Because well, I think we're going to talk about, <laughs> talk about that a little changes bit, yeah. there. Yeah. Nick, do you want to give us a little bit on your background and kind of how you arrived at Passage on your journey? Sure. Uh, uh, I've had quite a storied career. Uh, well, I shouldn't say story. I should say varied. That's probably a better word. I, uh, I, I was a, a classical languages major in college and had no clue what to do with that. So uh, I taught high school Latin for two years. Holy smokes. And uh, I did that in Texas because in Texas they have Latin as part of the state curriculum. But that didn't work out real well because I was 17 going on. I was 23 going on 17 and most of the students were 17 going on 35. So it didn't quite work out that well. But so I uh, I saw a U.S. Navy ad and I dialed 1-800-GO-NAVY or whatever. <laughs> next thing I know, I was uh, signed up at uh, Aviation Officer Canada School. I did uh, the Navy for 12 years. I was an intelligence officer, spent a lot of time in F-18 squadrons. Um, but along the way, I got a-, a Does, does that mean you were like a coder at that point or? No, no. What's what's that mean to be- An intelligence officer? Yeah. It's like- uh, I feel like this is CIA moment or something. How do I tell it? Yeah. You know, they have them on TV. They show like naval intelligence officers on TV and it's like 142 times more interesting on TV <laughs> than it is in real life. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Uh, the uh, The first part of my career was, in, F, as I said, in F-18 squadrons. And my job was to ch uh, teach the pilots and train the pilots on uh, threat, you know, which back then was the Soviet Union, you know, dating myself there a little bit. But... Uh, uh, then, uh, then after that, I, my job was to brief admirals and generals and things like that on what was going on in whatever part of the world they were concerned about and things like that. But along the way, I got a information technology management degree from the Naval Postgraduate School. Nice. It's like the best kept secret in the Navy. It's like in Monterey, you go, you're a full-time student, you're getting your full lieutenant's pay and you just get to do fun stuff. And so along the way, I kind of picked up, uh, uh, Turbo Pascal. And then uh, that rolled into Delphi, if anybody remember yep. Delphi. And uh, I stuck with that for quite a while. Uh, and uh, at some point, I actually worked for Borland, the company that made Delphi as the Delphi product manager and uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I ended up as a manager out here in Pennsylvania, managing a company called, managing the development team for a company called uh, gateway ticketing they make ticketing systems for some of the biggest amusement parks in the world and uh all along that time i was writing blogs i started blogging you know way back early days before i think it was even before it was called a blog i don't know but i just would i really liked doing it i liked writing i did a lot of blogging about delphi things like that so i was kind of a big fish in that small pond you were like a dev advocate before it was a thing right that's that's kind of what happened so i i would blog i would go to conferences i'd present i do all that stuff and i really like it and then a couple of years ago i realized hey i can get paid to do this so uh, i made the move over to do that and uh had a couple jobs in the developer uh, advocacy space uh, in the startup world which is a little volatile so i kind of bounced around a little bit and about six or eight months ago uh 
I, uh, uh, I uh, was looking for work and got contacted by a uh, recruiter for a job at Passage. And uh, I talked to the CEO, Cole, our CEO, Cole Hecht, and he was just such a great guy. And when I found out that they were all about getting rid of passwords, I'm like, I want to get on. <laughs> I want to get on board with this because I don't like passwords. You know, I, I, you know, they're just a big security hole. But uh, <clears throat> so anyway, that's how I ended up at Passage. And uh, I've been doing blogging and conferencing and presenting and social media eating. What, what would you say is your like go-to language today now? Uh, now I'm a TypeScript guy. About TypeScript. five or six years ago, I started doing Angular and TypeScript. Started teaching myself that, doing that, teaching. My technique for learning something is to sign up to teach it to somebody, you know, to a yeah. class. Like, <laughs> it forces you to learn, right? Exactly, right? So so I had like I had like six months to sign up to teach a day-long webinar, seminar, in-person nice. seminar. It was before COVID. Well, that's awesome. And, uh, that's that's a really cool story, especially like <laughs> going for nice. the, I don't know if you call it free education. You're doing something for it, but mm -hmm. a really nice way to get through the education portion of it. Yeah, um, yeah. There's kind of a hot take, um, recent news. So do you want to talk about the one password deal? Yeah, so uh, Passage, my company, was recently acquired by one password. Uh, and that's really great. It worked out really well. It's a good you know, melding of minds, as it were. Uh, one password is very interested in a passwordless future. But the cool part is that they're just letting us go. And no, it's not letting us go. What's the right phrase? They're leaving us alone to do our thing. Um, what we do is we pro we create uh, the ability for developers to easily embed passwordless authentication into their uh, web applications and mobile applications, which is different than what Passage but one password does, which is more password management. Now, those two things are going to merge sometime here in the future. But for now, one password is uh, leaving us alone and letting us do our thing. And so, uh, I, you know, I'm a passage guy as far as I'm concerned in, in my approach to everything that's going on. And I'm out there trying to tell developers how easy and straightforward it is to implement passwordless tech, uh, authentication in their apps. That's amazing. So let's... At, at the kind of high level, like password list, that's easy. You know, I don't need my password anymore, but okay, what the heck does that mean? Like from a high level perspective, can you just break down like what passage does or like the how to sure. use it for login? Yeah, so it it's actually really kind of cool. There's an uh, organization that was formed about 10 years ago called the FIDO Alliance, the Fast ID Online Alliance. And it was originally founded by... The, I think the biggest name in there was PayPal, actually. Okay. But along the way, Microsoft and Google and Apple joined up. One Password joined up. Passage was is a is a member of the Fido Alliance, and uh, their the mission of of the Fido Alliance was to create a you know to eliminate passwords and create a passwordless uh, world. And so they they came up with uh, what they call the Web Authentication Protocol, short. Uh, called WebAuthn for short, A-U-T-H-N, you know, for short. And it's just a, basically a protocol that uh, can be implemented by browsers and uh, uh, mobile applications to uh, enable the communication with the biometrics uh, on systems. Or actually, technically, it's you know 99.9% .9 of the use cases are biometrics, but technically it doesn't require biometrics. But that's an overwhelming use case. And so what uh, what happens is is uh, 
uh, the browser uh, author uh, uh, enables the web authn protocol, and then we provide uh, code and web components to embed in a any JavaScript-based uh, front end. And we work with backends too, to uh, leverage the web authn protocol and um, um, enable people to, and, you know, we provide the entire service basically. You can, you, uh, any developer could implement the web authn protocol for their own website. They could manage the users and all that kind of stuff. Then of course, once you do that, you have to be responsible for keeping up with any uh, loopholes, bugs, uh, vulnerabilities and things like that. Whereas we're in the business of doing that. So, you know, the, it's the classic convenient uh, SaaS yeah, solution. That's what a lot of people try to say is like, don't roll your own authentication. <laughs> it's like the number one thing not to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, there's, there's debates about that. There's people that want to do it themselves and that, that's fine. It, it's all out there, but uh, we're in the business of, of making that easy for people. So very cool. I think what we're going to do is we'll, we'll take a pause real quick to, uh, you know, hit the sponsor button. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll, when you come back, I think you're going to do a little demo for us, right? Sure. Yeah. I'd love awesome. To. Sounds good. How in the world could I forget about this? There's no need to freak out. We have Storyblock. Robert, you're right. But we still need a plan. Okay. How much time do we have left until the launch? 24 hours. Okay. Let's go. We are ready to publish. So let's get this baby online. So Nick, can you, uh, I assume it's a desktop demo. Can you show us? Sure. Uh, we have a demo on our website. Should I share my screen? Is that what I need to do? Yeah. And I think I'll try to bring it up on my phone as well. So while you're sharing your screen, I'm going to, I'm going to jump out to the website. Britt, you should try this on your phone. It's why. On your phone? What? Yeah. So if okay. you go, so it's passage.id and then passage.id forward slash demo. Demo. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. So this is our demo site. As you can see, passage.id forward slash demo. And uh, you can go to this uh, with your phone or with your uh, browser like I am. And uh, there's a two-step process. So normally when you come to a website that you uh, haven't ever been to before, they want you to register, right? And that usually is something along the lines of typing your email, and then they have two boxes for your password that you have to enter twice, and they have a certain criteria of letters and numbers and capitals and uh, special characters and things like that that they want you to type a password in. And uh, oftentimes you use a nice tool like One Password to do this work for you, but the password-less experience is even easier. So in this case, I'm going to type Nick plus five, uh, fifty. That, uh, that's just <laughs> a couple examples later. Yeah, a couple of examples later. Passage.id, and that's my ident unique identifier, right? I'm registering with the site. I press continue, and it says, hey, uh, you want to register without a password? And uh, the whole site here, too, is explaining everything that's going on. I've got about pass keys over here. So, yeah, I want to register my device. And in this case, my device is a um, Windows uh, 11 op uh, computer that enables uh, Windows Hello for biometrics. Uh, unfortunately, my biometrics are tucked away, 
So now I'm gonna, it's going to ask me to register with my window. Yeah, I was up. trying to show mine. Uh, you can see my thumbprint is up, but it's not focusing on my phone. But yeah. uh, I, it's using the biometrics on the phone when you right. do it. Yep, it, on your phone it should let. So it, with Windows here, I can go more choices and I can select PIN and then I can enter my PIN. Yeah. And it says, "Yep, you're a registered, right?" So now I'm a registered user. So the uh, wild part, like just for clarification for folks, this isn't this isn't Nick's password. He's just no. registered his. I think it's down to the browser, right? The browser to this. Yes. Yeah, it registers this device. Yes. Um. And so now I, I'm registered. So it says it's easy. Try logging in. So I want to log in. Now I'm registered. Now they will say, okay, you got to log in. So I'm going to hit continue. And once again, it's just going to ask me for my PIN. Or in this case, if my computer, if my laptop were open and I'm not using it on my desk here, I could just touch the, the button on my, you know, the fingerprint reader on my, on my laptop. But in this case, I'll type in my PIN and boom, I'm successfully logged in. So I just registered and logged in, and what was that? Less than a minute. Yeah. And um, no, no, no passwords to like remember or anything. I guess nothing. in this case it's a pin, but still. I uh, I have a question though. So won't this sure. like one password is to manage your passwords? If you don't have any passwords, <laughs> what happens? They just well, bought the future, though, right? Right. That's interesting. That's interesting that you uh, asked that. Um, pass uh, one password today announced. Uh, their support for uh, being a repository of pass keys. Okay. So, that, so, uh, so that you could use your pass keys across platforms much more easily than say being locked, being part of the Apple uh, 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 ecosystem. And, you know, that's, that, that's just one way of doing it. If people want to use Apple as their store of pass keys, they can do that. But uh, password, uh, one password is interested in uh, being a, a repository of pass keys as opposed to passwords. And of course, it's going to take a while before everybody is pass key enabled, you know, password list enabled. So one password is ready for that. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about this is uh, it basically is was implemented. It, you can implement this kind of thing with the classic line I say is, you know, with two lines of code. Um, oh. Basically just embed a web component that we provide and that you can get on npm <clears throat> excuse me npm and it's very easy to embed into your uh system so uh and once you're logged in this whole page here tells you a little bit about how implementing it and how we make it simple and all that kind of stuff something that i didn't realize um and, and maybe it's part of the demo when i <laughs> went to go from the desktop over to my phone, it says you're already registered. Is that how does that work between multi device? <clears throat> Excuse me, hang on, I need to cough. Sorry, no problem. I think uh, winter is officially here. I've been sick for a week, Brittany's sick. Yeah. Nick sounds like he's got something going on, so yeah, so that's a good question. Um Pass, pass keys are shareable uh, in as much as they are end-to-end -end encrypted and storable on remote systems. So like Apple, if you log in on your iPhone, um, if you register and log in passwordless, you create a pass key, and those pass keys are shared through the iCloud. So if you go over to your, uh, your MacBook Pro and go to that same site, type in the same identifier, 
it'll say, hey, do you want to sign in with your passkey? Nice. Because that passkey has come over from the phone through the iCloud. Google's doing the same thing. Microsoft's working on the same thing. And, and 1Password is working. You know, we're working on that as well, trying to make it so that you can move those across. Now, right? So that is a really big benefit, too, is that you don't have to regist register on every device. And so... Um... Typically, is this always done through the web side of things? Is it a web API that opens up this capability? Um, you don't have to like install anything on a native phone or anything like that? You do not. Um, the uh, application, say, on a native phone will um, um, implement the uh, an SDK that hooks up to, say, our Passage backend. And uh, each individual application has to do that. And it just naturally talks to and works with the biometric system on your phone. Nice. I, uh, I registered and then used the same email back on the demo on the desktop. And it sent me like a magic link to my email. And then that synced them. Nice. Yes, that's another way that can work. Uh, does, your laptop, does your laptop have biometrics and Windows 11? Uh, I'm on Windows 11. It does not have biometrics. Ah, okay, that makes sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this on the the screen. We'll see. So okay. here's here's the demo. Right. If I click continue, uh, it, it says, okay, do you want to use your face? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're using mm -hmm. Face ID. I'm gonna register with device. Uh. Why didn't it pop up? Hang on one sec. Try again. It popped up before. I don't know what happened. Whoa. Face ID never works. <laughs> That's why I like my thumbprint. Thumbprint. Um, yeah, I use thumbprint too myself. But I have a Samsung, work. but. Huh. It wants me to. Uh, I wonder if it has it cached. It wants me to go back to the email again. Let me try this one more time. Let's do Alex 4. I just used the same email and it worked. Okay, here we go. So that little pop-up on the bottom says sign in. Right. And then I'll hit continue. And then it just uh, did the whole face recognition thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pretty no slick. passwords anywhere. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's really slick, yeah. Except for like when someone knocks me out and steals my phone and just... There's Holds a space. it up to your face. Yeah, that's a problem. That could be a problem. Um, uh, so the other question, a lot of question people have is, well, what if I'm at uh, my friend's computer or I'm at the library or something like that? Well, uh, if you notice, uh, when you go to the demo, it'll ask you, uh, you know, send me an email link. And that's what Brittany did. And it sends, uh, sends you a, a, what's called a magic link, which is a time-limited, one-time-use link to log you in. And so then you can go to your email and uh, uh, click on that link and you're logged in and it leaves no vestige on your computer on the computer which is nice there's no password that gets entered in somewhere or something like that if you type it into a, a public com public publicly facing computer so pretty cool Works so well. can we break down a, a little bit of i'm going to throw terms out that i don't fully know or understand or try to pretend to sure um so I'm familiar with when you're logging in, you get like JAT tokens and things like that mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. authenticate back through. That's what we use. OAuth 2, you know, that whole handshake that you go through. 
how does this actually marry up with those technologies? Well, uh, our system is, delivers a jot. Um, so it, it, it works. That's what it, the basics of it, how it works. Okay. But this, the way this is different is when you're, uh, it uses public private key encryption. So if you're on your phone and you come to the, when you came and you registered, what happened when you registered was uh, you typed in a unique identifier and then say, I want to register. And so that gets sent to uh, our site or the, as the authenticator for the uh, relying party website. And um, uh, at that moment, your phone, let's say it's your phone, or same thing happens on Windows 11. Your phone creates a, uh, uh, a public-private key pair. It takes the private key and sticks it into something called a TPM, a Trusted Platform Module. Okay. Which is like this special chip that's specifically designed to hold secrets, and it's considered impregnable. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say any system is impregnable, but right now nobody knows how to hack into it. I'm not even sure the NSA or whatever could do it. But uh, and then it puts that private key in there, and the only way to get the private key out is through your biometrics. It then takes the public key and sends that to us for storage. So I totally and that public-private key is paired specifically to the website. So if it goes to passage.id, you can't go to passage.id or some other type of website that might try and appear to be passage.com as in a phishing attempt or something like that. So, those, so if you don't, it's registered right to that site, yeah. So if, if you were to do, let's say we put this on CodingCat and you log in there, that's a completely different set of public-private keys at that point. Correct. Totally. Is different. there any and capability to stay logged in like a Google login across different sites? Sessions? Uh, across different sites? Mm -hmm. uh, not at this time. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm just um, thinking through like all the scenarios that are kind of floating Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So then what, what happens then is that's, so now the site has your public key and the phone has the private key. So then when you go to log in, you go, you type in your identifier and the uh, uh, website says, hey, I know you. Uh, let me grab your public key from Passage and, uh, uh, well, you know, it, we're, we're the authenticator in this process. But the, the website basically says, hey, here's your public key. I'm going to send you some little chunk of data and I want you to sign that data with your private key their uh, iPhone so the iPhone says okay this is the correct data website uh, I'm gonna sign this with a private my private key and I'm gonna send it back so then the website gets that and verifies the signature with your public key and if you verify then they know hey you're you know that's the only phone in the entire universe that can uh, sign correctly sign the data we sent so that must be you so then they authenticate you at that point. So no secrets are leaving or transferring or making their way across the internet at all. Everything that goes out is public, public knowledge, public yep. keys and your identifier. That's that's all there is. So at What's that point, once all once all the public private is exchanged, you will receive back the, the JOT token. A JOT, yeah. Then it can send a JOT token that keeps you authenticated, and then you can use access tokens and refresh tokens and all that stuff from there. Just That's like anybody cool. else. Just like anybody else. Yeah. Um, can you use it offline? I would assume, right? 
Ooh. You wouldn't be able to access the website offline. You can't go to the website offline. I'm trying to think because yeah. the, the public information would have to be online somewhere, right? Interesting. Yeah, the, the website store, you know, we store the, on behalf of the website the public key. Yeah, I'm like thinking through the fact, you know, you can authenticate directly on the device because it has your private key, but I don't know. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Britt, I cut you off. Oh, um, <laughs> I was wondering more about the coding side of this and how the code works. You said that anyone could build their own with the uh, web API oh, that's out web there. Web Authent API, yeah. Yeah. Um, so does Passage give you like an SDK or something that kind of builds on top of that to give it a better developer experience or anything special? Yes. Um, for the web, we provide, uh, so we call them uh, Passage elements, which are web components that you can embed into your JavaScript-based framework. So basically, any anybody that can use web components, uh, there you go, thank you. Uh, anybody who can use web components is uh, able to use this. So you can use this in Svelte, you can use it in Next.js, React, Angular, mm -hmm. Vue, anywhere. And uh, all you have to do is import uh, from our CDN the uh, script, and then it says there's the passage element there, the path, passage dash auth. And then your app ID for whatever, because you know you create an application on your site and you get an app ID, and that, and that way it identifies you. And that's basically it. Um, that's pretty much all you need to do. And then at that point, you just need to write a little code that authenticates users and uh, make sure that somebody's authenticated. And then inside your app, you know, you want to be able to say is logged in or is not logged in or whatever. But yeah, uh, basically, so it's a very small amount of code. Yeah, this looks like a, <clears throat> so it's a client side. JavaScript. Mm -hmm. So the, I I don't think you would be able to do this offline because it needs to run the job. No, it it, it it requires access to our servers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then um, for the for the mobile, real quick, uh, we have SDKs that you just code against our SDK, and uh, we have one for iOS, and we're very close to releasing one for the for Google. Oh, there's mobile native right at the bottom yeah. of the sidebar. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. went away again. <laughs> there, there. there it is. Yeah, we have a Swift SDK, and then we're very close to releasing a uh, uh, Google, the Android SDK. Nice. Yeah. I love I love that you have like all the backend covered and everything. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, we show you how to embed stuff into into Node as well. Um, we have a nice Flask demo on our website as well. So. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I had a question. I don't think it makes very much sense, though, because I think I understand this more now that this is just authentication, not any authorization. Like, no any authorization. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, from a random question, just because we like to nerd out here, is do you know what they're creating the elements in? Is it lit element or is it just? Uh, we write all of our code in uh, TypeScript. Does so, it? Uh, Produce a web component out of like the TypeScript code using stencil. I think, I think what we do is we compile that down to JavaScript, and then uh, that's what you get embedded into your application when you do the npm call. Nice. So I didn't. Do our, I didn't know if you guys were TypeScript. producing a, a native component or using one of the the. Main oh, uh, on the SDKs, uh, we uh, write uh, that in Swift. Our backend stuff we write with in Vue with Go. Cool. Yeah. 
the front end, I'm sorry, is view, the back end is go. Nice. Go, lag, go. That's kind of what Netlify is built on, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So what are we missing? I feel like we've been talking forever about getting rid of passwords. This this feels like maybe the beginning. Uh, this is the beginning. Uh, we'd like to think that next this coming year, 2023, is going to be the year of getting rid of passwords. So um, if you are a developer out there, I urge you to take a look at our stuff and implement a, uh, uh, a system to make your system, you make your authentication system passwordless. Um, we actually have the ability to migrate your, we, you know, we provide, a, we got a blog post on talking about how you can migrate your existing group of users into Passage, a uh, pretty straightforward way to do that. Um, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, you can uh, augment, you can also augment your existing authentication with Passwordless if you want to. So Thanks. sooner the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Sure. Uh, not that you want to talk about this, but are there many competitors out there like, a AWS, I thought, had something on like Yeah, that. AWS has a solution, I think. Um, Firebase does. And there are certainly other competitors out there. Uh, Stitch, Hanko, um, uh, uh, the other com I Sorry, off the top of my head. I can't think uh, of it. It's okay. One thing, I wanna, one thing I'll note is, uh, you know, we don't do internal network logins. So, like, we don't compete with Okta or, uh, you know, Microsoft's uh, Active Directory, anything like that. We're okay. strictly public-facing, consumer-based uh, application or web applications and mobile applications. So. You've got me very curious when you said Firebase. I didn't know they had the actual um, bio side of this. I thought it uh, like I they do. They have a passwordless solution, yeah. yeah. They do like email links and stuff. So I'm going to have to go dig around and find out. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, you, I'm starting to see more and more magic links being used. The places just say, yeah. Type Same. in your email address. We'll send you a link. Click it, and you're good. Yeah, that's what we're on Streamyard. Streamyard did that from day one. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the advantages of passwordless too is that it's much more. It's a much more seamless experience for your users. Um, uh, I guess what I what I mean is that you know you you come to the site, and then almost all types of logins right now require you to go somewhere else, and then come back to the site. That's Whether it be to go to your phone to get a six-digit one-time password, yeah. go to your email to get a magic link, which is great, and that works, and that's you know more secure certainly than a password. But the way you know a true biometric system works is you go there, you click, you touch, and you're in. You don't have to, you know, you don't have that uh, focus change that takes place. Yeah, I, I've been saying that about magic links for a while that I'm not a huge fan of them. It's still better than like having to remember the password, but taking mm -hmm. you out of the context of the website or whatever you're doing back to your email and then come back. I could get distracted and do a hundred other things before I come back to the website. So I, right, I right. love this method of using the biometrics and kind of integrating it, making it more seamless. Yeah. Um I think the statistic is somewhere in the neighborhood of 30% of all shopping carts are abandoned by people who can't remember their password, don't want to remember their password, or just generally are, you know, get confused or befuddled about oh, that's logging be in. So if you can reduce that number, you know, that's just, that's money, right? Yeah. That's revenue. It is. Yeah. Very cool. So no MFA. That's some like miracle. Well, interestingly, this is MFA because it's, mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
it's two things. One, a thing you have, your phone no, or your computer. No. And the other thing is a thing you are, your fingerprints or your face. How So on the desktop, when you don't have, like I don't have biometric reader of any kind, how, how do we consider the second piece there? Uh, then it's a, a magic link. Okay, magic link or pin. Yeah, that's, that's what mine did because I don't have a biometrics on my Windows computer, so mm -hmm. it sent it to the magic link. Um, how did you enter your pin, though? I have a YubiKey for work and like those. Like oh, you yeah, that'll work too. With a YubiKey and then you can then use your pin to log into things after mm -hmm. you set it up once. Yeah. But it didn't register like any, like the pin or anything for me when I did it. It just sent the magic link automatically. Is there no way to register a device to use like I can't, the pin? Um, I think the magic link will be sent if your browser, if you use a browser that doesn't implement WebAuthn. Okay. If you have a, a phone or a device that doesn't support biometrics, and doesn't have biometric that doesn't have biometrics enabled support uh, and enable biometrics and uh i'm not sure there may be another subs you know there may be another subtle esoteric system where the magic link gets sent okay out. i just wondered if there was a way to just like register it but maybe i don't have it enabled maybe that's my problem but no i do because i use the pin for other things i don't know <laughs> yeah, the only reason i had to enter my pin was because my laptop is flat behind my monitor yeah I can't touch the screen so it says you know it says it asked me for my fingerprint if you noticed when I did the demo but I didn't have that so I selected pin and just typed in my forged pin. and again the pin doesn't leave your computer either the pin is known only locally nothing no secret ever leaves your device you know I I was trying to think through you said kind of a lot of sites take you out like auth zero takes you out to their hosted page and, and things mm -hmm. like that um is is there a capability where you'll ever like if firebase wants to add passage as one of their providers will that mm -hmm. be a thing could be we'd love that okay. but yeah that could be just Certainly. because then they they can pass the jot just like anybody else i guess mm -hmm. yeah it all ends up it all ends up in a jot yeah okay uh you know i think i've i've beat up the the passage thought and passwordless enough it just sounds all through the passage <laughs> Sorry, you've passed through the passage. Pass through the passage, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we call our uh, customers passengers. Nice. Oh, nice. Love it. I thought we were headed towards like spelunking or something. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think it's time for perfect picks. Okay. I'm gonna put Nick right on the spot right away because his is up. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Uh oh, now you're spoiling it because this looks like. Oh, oh, I can pause. <laughs> oh, later episodes. <laughs> I'm, I'm working my way. So, my perfect pick is uh, working my way through Big Bang. I'm on in uh, episode series, uh, season eight, I think, uh, episode five. And it's the one where uh, she cuts her hair. So, that's the season I'm at. So, it looked like she has grown her hair out a little bit. So, that looks like a later season scene. Yeah. <laughs> No problem. I'm really enjoying that. That it's a fun show for for nerds, you know, because they're they're all somebody knows what they're doing when they write the script. <laughs> you know. What were they at? 10, 12 seasons? I can't find. I think it's here. thirteen actually. Thirteen. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, here we go. I know. Yeah, season it's twelve at least. Twelve with fourteen years. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a lot of. That's a lot of shows. I'm watching one or two, you know, a day. So. Take me another six months to get through my lasted longer than there's 24. Friend. What's that? You know, it's 13 times 24. That's 
Oh, wow. That's that's too hard of math. We better move. Yeah, on. I can't do that math. <laughs> and then the other technology I'm interested in. This is the laptop I'm looking at. Is the framework laptop. And as you can see from the video there, it's very repairable, very fixable, very upgradable. Um, and in fact, they'll actually send you one unassembled that you have to assemble yourself, and that's wow. cheaper, which I think oh is kind of cool. God. And then the other thing I like about it too is it's got those modules on the bottom that you could change. You know, you can change it, flip in and out ports. So if you want an Ethernet port or you want a, uh, you know, USB C, USB A, wow. whatever kind of ports you want on the side there, you can upgrade the memory and everything like that. There you go. There's the port. It's, it's designed to be upgradable and do it yourself, fix it. Kind of. Thing. I like so. this for kids because building an actual tower, I don't think is as necessary anymore. This oh is boy, cool to show them the parts. I don't know. I guess gamers do that, but yeah, it's yeah. True. I, but I, I've I built a computer. <laughs> I haven't built. I haven't had a tower computer in years. You know, I, I haven't oh, built. That's what I'm on right now. <laughs> oh really? Well, good for you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I guess cool. technically, I have a tower. It's a Mac Studio, so. I think uh, every website needs to have a little video like that of their product because that was amazing. Like as you're describing it, like you could just see everything that was happening with it. Yep, yeah, that was a good video. That. You can just see that it's all very, very yeah. upgradable, very nice. fixable, very doable. Yeah. All right, Britt, tell me about Nola. Right. Yeah, so I spent the weekend in bed and needed something to watch. And I watched Enola Holmes too, and it was very good. I love uh, Millie Bobby Brown. She's great in Stranger Things, and mm -hmm. uh, Henry Cavill is in it. And then Bellatrix, uh, what's her name? Helena Bottom Carter. Yes, Helena Bottom Carter from uh, Harry Potter fame. Yes. <laughs> also in it as the mom. And it's it's just a really fun movie. Uh, my kids watched it. They love it. I enjoyed the first one. I think I like this one better. Yeah. That was cool. I haven't seen either of them, but now you've convinced me. We we watched the second one with the kids first, and then they went back and watched the first one, and they enjoyed yeah. both of them. They're That's really good. good. Um, my pick. I think you I, skipped I, my I, second one. Oh, I didn't even see a second one. So I dropped it in late. I'll I'll come back to your second one. Okay. Because I have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my first pick is Notion AI. I probably will have to repick this because it's not like I can't access it yet. But oh yeah, just the idea of this occurring. So it's using um, AI in the background. Probably one of the popular open ones. But when you start typing like your ideas out, it will finish the thought. I I've been that. using another product that does this um, for writing blogs and things. And this is just like, oh, if we could integrate this, like we write our <laughs> blogs in Notion. We can just. Yeah. So I do the same thing, too. Uh, I saw your tweet and I tried to join the wait list on my phone and it wouldn't let me. The button didn't work. Oh. So I was very like upset that it would the button would like press, but nothing would fire. I hope you click it on desktop now. Uh, yeah, I should go try. <laughs> that looks pretty amazing. It, it is going to be pretty slick because yeah, I'm going to give that a shot. I'm gonna I always have to jump out to something. Not that like I need AI and everything, but it's really when you're stuck on something, you're like, how do I phrase this? You can put it in and boom, there it is. Yeah. So it's going to wow. be a, a pretty big game changer. I think it was number one on Product Hunt. Mm -hmm. uh, product you're right. Hunt I saw it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was on product hunt yesterday. So AppRate's console 2.0. I had to pick it. It was a lot of work for the team. Brittany will appreciate it because it's felt kit. 
So all this felty goodness it's written in. Yeah, I know. I went looking for that <laughs> earlier today too. <laughs> I was like, oh, why can't I see it? And I forgot that there wasn't a cloud version. So I needed to be running the console locally. <laughs> so here's here's like a live view. There you go. That's what I was looking for. And I'm like, why can't I find this? But I don't have a local version of it because I refuse to install Docker. Here's the uh, light mode. But it is mode. it is so slick. I was talking about how nice the UI looks and it's fast and punchy. I, like I can't it. wait till our, our cloud comes out and so many more people will be able to experience it. So there's that. Okay, circling back. I have a remix comp link. Okay, yeah. Ooh. So tomorrow is the track that I am emceeing, but Remix Conf EU is going on right now. Um, there's the indie track, and then I'm doing the blues track, and then there's two free workshops that are even happening next week. So it's just going on, and it's really great. Like, I'm really excited for tomorrow. Although yeah, I hope I can talk for five hours. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be uh, medicating very heavily in the morning. <laughs> You need like a steroid shot to get through the day. Jeez. Yeah. I hope that it's going to go okay, but we'll see. Do you know, is it a lot of live talks or pre-recorded? Um, I think all the talks are pre-recorded, but Can't See Dodds is the speaker first thing tomorrow morning. And then. Never heard of him. Never, never heard of that guy. Yeah. Cool. Chance Let's is going to do a Q&A with us. I got to meet Chance at Jamstack.com. Oh, nice. I so am bummed I missed champs.com. Facundo, I met Facundo. Facundo. I didn't meet Yuri, but I'm working with Yuri at work now, so I'm excited about that too. Oh, yeah. Very cool. All right, folks. Well, I think we're going to end it there. And I hope everyone stays healthy. This has not been a a good start to the winter. Cannot get another sickness after this. Nick, really appreciate you coming on and showing us. Hey, glad to do it. I'm grateful for the time. Appreciate the opportunity. You'll have to uh, come back on if one password does something crazy. With I'll uh, I'll let you know. I'm sure we will. Sounds good. All right. See you. Thanks later. Bye bye.